Mission with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, what about this guy? His career has led him down a series of unpredictable paths. A former professional rugby league player went on to be an actor alongside Robert De Niro, if you don't mind, and he's now an author. He's written a number of books, and the latest is a thriller called Still that's been compared to Scrublands and The Dry. We're looking forward to catching up with him right now. Hello, Matt Nabel. How are you? G'day, guys. How are we going? We're very well. Good to talk to you again. You too, Jonesy. What's happening, mate? Uh, not much to report. Uh, no. no, I've got absolutely. I've done nothing. I wrote a book uh, since we last spoke. Yeah. Well, this and is awkward. Like, that's, that's no mean feat. That's... Uh, yeah, that's hard yards, buddy. Yeah. Can I tell you the difference, though? Jonesy wrote stories from his own life, which I imagine, though, is easier than sitting down to write a thriller. How? I mean, Jonesy, did yours end as a thriller? It did. Don't tell me how it ends. I get the girl in the end. Do you? <laughs> Actually, I am the girl in the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what a twist. Matt, how do you go about writing a thriller? Do you have the story in your head for ages? How do you do it? Oh, look, it's, look I, this is the first sort of, um, yeah, I remember talking to you guys last time the book came out, and that was a very different sort of uh, book, book altogether. This is the first time I've sort of delved into this genre of crime, and it wasn't by, uh, you know, design, to be honest. It was, I think, uh, I'd written a couple of screenplays since I last spoke to you as well, and they're quite plot-driven, plot and uh, it's just sort of an evolution of, uh, I guess, where I was at and what I was interested in, and... Um, you know, setting the story in Darwin in the 60s sort of lent itself to, uh, you know, that genre and and that's how it sort of came to be. But as far as knowing what I was going to write, it's, it's I start somewhere, get to the middle. By the time I get to the middle, I know where I'm going towards mm-hmm. the end. So, yeah, I think it sort of just evolves as it, as it happens in my mind. Could you see this being turned into a screenplay as well? Look, it's, it's certainly a cinematic edge to this. I mean, if you consider Darwin, uh, the Northern Territory, even now, it's still really quite frontierish and rugged. Uh, and back in the 60s, it was really like no other place on earth. So, you know, you're dealing with some pretty heavy issues that you can't uh, not discuss when you're writing about Darwin in that era. It was in the middle of the, you know, Australia-wide policy. There mm. was uh, the Stolen Generation was, was right in, in the... You know, that was right in the, in the middle of what was going on there. So... Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm talking to some people now, some really good producers about doing exactly that. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, it's it's one thing to have your your, your book option and then have the rights uh, bought for, for screen, but uh, there's another thing in them getting it made. But fingers crossed, I, I, like I said, guys, I think it certainly lends itself to something like that. As, a, as an actor who is also an author, do you write a role for an enigmatic, handsome man and you're just picturing yourself? Uh, <laughs> Not in this one. Like the, the, uh, I've sort of written myself out of this one as far as the leads are concerned because they're all 25 years younger than I am. So uh, that won't be happening. Um, but look, there's, look, this is... Uh, I had another book that was optioned and I wasn't interested in getting involved in it creatively because I was sick of the people in there. But this this one, uh, you know, like I'd, I'd like to be involved if it was, uh, you know, ad- adapted into a TV series or a film because it's, it's, I think I'd have something to offer. But as far as playing a role is concerned... Mm. I'm not too sure. Because the character you played, the character you played in the dry, you were a real tool in that. And I'm not yeah, used. To, I'm not used to you seeing you as a tool. You know, you played <laughs> Jock Ross in uh, in, in Brotherhoods and in uh, the One Percent thing. You, you you make a great bikey and Gary Jubilant. You played Gary Jubilant, yeah. so you, usually you're a, you're a hero. But in the dry, I, I didn't like you in the dry. Like I liked your acting, but you know you weren't yeah. likable. 
No, I wasn't likable in that, and uh, um, you know, lots of people have said that. So, <laughs> uh, look, I, I think uh, I've got the type of aesthetic that sort of lends itself to not a likable person. So, um, you know, I've done a couple of those roles before where you, yeah, you're playing a tool, and uh, <laughs> uh, look, hopefully, uh, look, I'm about to start a film now where I'm, I'm playing a. Um, uh, a guy who's come out of the uh, SAS who's, who's quite effective. Um, so, you know, look, I, look I, I guess I'm lucky, guys, to, be, to, to do all sorts of different things. Um, but, yeah, definitely the, the, the one on the drive was, yeah, he wasn't a likeable yeah. guy. Well, but we know you so well and we know that you're not a tool. So that's just known. <laughs> if you go and see the dry and you see Matt Nable, say, well, that's, he's nothing that's like that. That's called acting. That's called acting. <laughs> so, Make sure you tell that to Robert De Niro when you're working with him. Robert, watch me act. This is acting. <laughs> watch me be a tool. <laughs> Matt, it's always great to talk to you. You can buy Matt's new book still in all good bookstores today and look out for him on your big screen and small screen too. Matt Layton Nable, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Take care, thank Matt. You. Jonesy and Amanda's. Damn, listen.